I was working in the lab late one night, when my eyes befell an eerie sight. There was Daniel over there, there he is, and also Troy. He's here too, on the Vookcast. We did the cast! We're on the Vookcast. I didn't agree to this. <laughs> the Vookcast! Against your will. Hello. Hi, everybody. That was an ill-advised introduction it's to... It's not how... <laughs> It's a shame it's not Halloween. It is. <laughs> An ill-advised introduction to the Vookcast, episode number 156. Um, I introduce everyone Rookie else. August. But I'm Stephen, hi. Um, that's Daniel and Troy. Hey. Um, how hi. are things going? Well, they were going all right until a couple of seconds ago. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're back. Hello. We've got a few things to talk about this i don't know there's been a lot of things happening especially just earlier today with gamescom and sort of adjacent announcements but there are lots of just kind of things that got announced but we don't really have much to say about them so i'm going to go on a quick little sort of list of the things and if anyone wants to say something chime in uh so there's a new new 3ds xl special edition console that looks a bit like a super nintendo is that cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh. personally don't like the the design of the 3DS. I don't know what it is. Like the 3DS in general, or this particular 3DS? This particular one, I it it seems low effort. I I don't know. It's it reminds me, and it's probably very much meant to, but it reminds me of that GBASP that looked like an NES, but. I just kind of think it looks a little bit tacky, but that's yeah. just me. It's a Nintendo product that looks like another Nintendo product. It's it's a mashup t-shirt console. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I I can kind of understand NES design things because that that was like a start of something. It's like a a cultural touchstone. I don't know. You know well, what I mean? I think that they're riding like a wave of Super NES nostalgia at the moment. So, you know, they like the 90s, the 90s is a th- is all in fashion and all of that. So, the Yeah, um, Super but the, NES the SNES is-, is just the second home console that they made. It's the Super one. I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's better. You know. It's never a NES I don't know. So. Well, you can play Super Nintendo games on it, so that's that's nice. Yeah. Um I personally would like faceplates for my normal new 3DS, but that's not going to happen. It's really not. It never dead. happened. <laughs> um, so I'll just have to stick with my Mickey Mouse faceplates for now. Would you ever change them, though? Like, even if a Super Nintendo one came out? I feel like the old um, old Disney is kind of your personal brand. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, at times it looked like I should change it, but I just... There's no outside of like the black Mario ones, you know the black in um in grey. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Embossed. Yeah, that's the one. Um, the black ones of those, nothing else sort of really tickles my fancy. I guess. Does a remaster of Fear Effect tickle your fancy? Because that's something that's coming to Switch eventually. I, can I ask one question though? Yes. What's Fear Effect? Um, okay, so I don't know much about Fear Effect. Um, I don't think any of us know much about Fear Effect. All I remember is that it was a game for PS1 that had kind of cel-shaded-ish visuals, but I don't think cel-shaded was a term at that point, so it was just, it looks like a comic book. Um, a creepy comic book. 
and it's like secret agents or mercenaries or something but i don't know it looked kind of fun but i never really played it and i think it had a controversial thing because gay people were in it because that was controversial back then apparently but yeah that's we, we were in an era of will and grace we were fine with it we truly were um but yeah um, but hey you know <laughs> i i not i don't know anything about the game but that's not to say i won't get it i mean if it if it's a if it's a game on re- if it's a game on switch you'll no, probably no, get no, it no 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 okay <laughs> and you know I granted, I almost did buy Troll and I, um, but but you know, I mean, if it's a good game on the Switch, yeah, I'll give it a whirl. I, I and I am want of decent single player games on the Switch at the moment. I'll personally um, thank Chris for talking you out of Troll and I indirectly by reviewing that. Oh, it's pretty much everyone when I post it on Twitter. Um, probably should should I cancel them? I was like, yes. Yes. And these are all the people who are too, who I think they were maybe pre-reviewing it or something, but they were just like, I can't tell you exactly, but yeah, don't. Oh, okay. But yeah, um, so a new fear effect, it was kind of Resident Evil-ish in gameplay back then, and I don't know if it's really changed because I haven't seen much of it. I'm ill-prepared, sorry. Um, but yeah, that's a thing. Uh, what else is a thing? Oh, new ARMS characters, because ARMS has legs. Um, Yay! Yeah, it has balloons. Arms has, yeah, like, big, big, like, flappy legs and a person that turns into a big balloon. Um, yeah. It wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting more of, like, a candy-sort-of-themed character. Just based Well, she's the- still candy-themed. Her she- arms. I'm looking at it. They, they look like, um, you know, the candy ropes that you can get? Yeah. Okay. Not like Mr. Taffy from Clay Fighter or whatever. Um, no, no. Don't remind anyone of Clay Fighter. We're gonna have, we're gonna have words, Stephen, because Clay Fighter's good. Um, I think you'll yeah, have words with clown. the entire internet at Worth Nintendo if you want to argue about how good Clay Fighter is. It's, you know, it's really good. Complete Divergent Primal Rage on the Game Boy. Anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> um, um, what are we talk about? Yeah, the Lola new, I mean, Pop. She looks. Yeah, I. She's got nunchucks. Yeah, that's one of her. <laughs> she's going to be bringing three new arms. Like every character has that sort of. Three default arms, so she's got her own. I One of them's like the a nunchucks... shield, by the looks. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, a shield though, wasn't it? It kind of looked like the guardian, but with a different design. Yeah, the and guardian's the, the um, one that Helix like has. A yeah, try shot one, but does like the um, the goo blinding thing that happens with some guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, and, and then sort of like she can crouch down to turn into a balloon or a blob or something to block attacks. She, inf- she inflates because she's yeah. a balloon. And what does That's, that do well, functionally? She, 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 she's a clown, so I think she can move around while she's blocking. It's some sort of defensive buff. Um, okay. They haven't gotten into too much detail yet. 7pm uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. They're going to be talking about her. Okay. Well, but this is and just a like test an initial coming up on the weekend. Yeah. But this is just like an initial surprise. Here's thing. a balloon woman. Yeah. And um also got a new stage as well, which seems to differ like a lot of the other stages you sort of basic like square arena style setup whereas the new stage is it's got corners and stuff to like a square? Move. No, like um <laughs> It's almost like a Y-shaped, I guess. Okay. 
because it's got two prongs at the top and then one down the bottom, and um, it, I don't know, it just looked different to any other sort of stage setup I've seen before. Um, it looks so, like the land of chocolate from The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh yeah, it looks like a thirty-five gram <laughs> bar of dark chocolate that Daniel is eating right now. <laughs> no one knows about that. <laughs> um, so clearly, that's all we have to say about arms. Probably. Um, I won. So, so have, sorry. Mm-hmm. Have they said when she's actually coming out? Uh, September. I wonder if there's going to be other fighters coming out with her. I don't reckon. Well, but, you know, those there were some data mining leaks, and they found apparently like another ten fighters are hidden in the game. Yeah. Um. So but I, I could see them doing like a bulk release of them. I don't reckon. Uh, they're they're very much. It's kind of like with Switch releases; they seem to stagger them out to keep yeah. people interested. They've been slowly I, building this one up as well over the last couple of weeks. They've mm-hmm. only been teasing this one. I mean, it's, it's kind just, of similar to Splatoon. They don't release it all at once. It's just going to be little bits and pieces as we go forward. But I mean, yeah. if we're talking September, that's still you know like a couple of weeks away. So it's like one week away. All that. Um, I will give you 50 cents if there are more than one characters released in September. That's a bet. Would that 50 cents also be just for the postage to post those 50 cents over? I will send it via the internet because that's the thing we have these days and we record podcasts on. No, 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 no. I'd I'd prefer it to be a physical 50 cent and then I could just like, you know, Hmm. make a small pool with it. Worth (laughs) mentioning that this, she's coming with the 3.0 update. So oh, okay. there yeah. should be new balance patches and stuff. Oh, did we mention that with the update last episode for ARMS? No, what like, update? Just um, th- There was an update, and my favourite part about the press release for it was the wording. Oh, wait, yes, we did, the bite and yeah. bark thing. Yeah. Yeah, we did talk about that. Okay. Um, but we didn't talk about Fire Emblem Warriors getting a release date. It's if- so good with these, you know, cuts I try. Um, it's October twenty. And it's on Switch and new 3ds. And does is anybody excited? I assume other people are. I'm just not really into it, but yeah. I don't want to be a downer. Yeah. Um. I I think you know I find Muso style games are weird because you play me like yeah what am I doing? But then I'm um, I've been playing whatever the hell that one that came out Fate bloody stupid name. Um. Extella. Yeah. Dumbass name. Um, Fate... Oh, I can't even read that. Um, and then I slowly... You know, you, you, I slowly get into them and figure out how to play them properly. So this this should be cool. I, I liked um, Fire Emblem Warriors from a little play of it, and I really liked Dragon Quest Heroes, so... So really it's all like, about the franchise. Yeah. You sort of like it more when it's a thing that you like, well, no, which Dra- makes Dragon sense. Quest, Dragon Quest Heroes was cool because it had a... Um, like, you could... Sum, like, you could yeah, summon monsters to fight for you in battle, and then there was a little bit of um, tower defense sort of stuff going on in it. Um, I hope that gets announced for a Western release for the Switch soon. But um, yeah, it also got shown with a nice sort of special edition. Oh yeah, set. I forgot to mention that. That comes with like a three-disc soundtrack or something? Yep. Mm. And some character cards. Can you marry yeah. the cards? You can. What? You can. If you can find a, you know, a judge who's willing to, or a priest or whatever who's willing to pass over it. We need to sort out the plebiscite first. 
We have more pressing marriage-related issues than marrying cards at the moment. <laughs> um, so, clearly that's that. Um, so, the um, next- hmm? Splatoon. Oh, yes. Go. Oh, yeah, that was a thing I completely forgot about. Um, go ahead about Splatoon. Uh, there's three major things that are coming over the next couple of weeks. There's a giant balance patch coming out tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow being Wednesday, whenever this is published. Uh, that's also bringing a new salmon run stage called Lost Outpost. They'll be available to play in local play first and then be put into a rotation that's cool. soon. Uh, there's a new it, multiplayer. Hmm? Sorry, what, what does the new map look like? Like, I haven't... Really, I haven't even played Salmon Run, so... What? Um, it's, it's like old abandoned houses, really. Okay. Yeah, should be interesting. Um, there's a new multiplayer map that's set on a boat that's called Manta Man- Maria. <laughs> I, this one looks I, pretty cool. Like, it's a really neat concept. I just love the pun. Yeah, that, that helps. <laughs> Um, I know it, it's weird, it, but it kind of reminds me of that level on the back of a boat in Call of Duty 4, except in Splatoon. Yeah. I don't know. It's, um, it, the layout of the map itself doesn't look like it needed to be on a boat. It's probably more just window dressing than anything. Yeah. I think a lot of Splatoon maps are, but the gimmick of being on a boat doesn't really come into the play of the actual map other than the three masts on it. And the last thing is there's a new special weapon coming called the bubble blower. We saw this in the direct before it came out. And basically it just throws three giant bubbles. And if you shoot it with your team's ink, it will explode. Kind of like the rainmaker bubble when you pop that. Okay. And that'll come uh, Saturday, 2nd of September. And the new map comes this weekend on Saturday. Cool. So, yeah, by the time you're listening to this, the new Salmon Run stage will exist. And, yeah, have fun over the next coming few weekends because there will be new thingy-me-bobbies. We should do Salmon Run local while we're um, we're catching up on the weekend. Sure. Um, So, next on the the meeting agenda, because we've got to keep this all sorted so that we don't go over time on our meeting... um, Troy wanted to talk about eShop things, from what I understand, and kind of an, our now regular grumble segment. Yeah, well, this has been building up for a long time. The eShop on the Switch is just bad. From a design point of view, from a shopping point of view, if you're a developer and you want your game to be to stand out too bad, it's only really going to be at the top of the list for when it comes out. It just needs to change. I think even and, from um, a performance point of view, like, it's clearly just a big website, but, like, it yeah. seems to, I don't know, lag, have laggy inputs and stuff, and that seems not really Sometimes. great. Yeah. It's it's interesting, because I've, I was browsing the um, PlayStation 4 online store to, mm. on the console itself, and it's just about as laggy at times, but... Yeah. It is so much easier to navigate. There, there are proper categories. Yeah, like categories the, and like sales sections and stuff yeah, like that. Sales section. Um, newly added DLC. The Switch eShop doesn't have that. If I think Minecraft and that, uh, that Blaster Master? Yeah, Blaster Master Zero. 
Yeah, that that gets eShop uh, DLC regularly, but you you don't know unless you go to the page to yeah. find it. Or like, I think well, the only it. way I know about that is because Nintendo tweeted about it at some point, so I went and grabbed it. But you're exactly right. There's no no promotion on the store. It's just literally those categories that started with. You've got like recent releases coming soon, charts and search. That's all there is. I mean, for as much grief as people like to give Nintendo and how they've been for online, the 3DS and the Wii U eShops were pretty easy to use and understand. Like, And you'd have all these categories and it's like, games with DLC, games on sale, games that are for a cheap price, recommended for you, which meant nothing, but you know. Hmm. Um, or like, you know, there were virtual console section or when if that was a thing. Um I think that's but, why know, it just... baffles me so much that they had... I could make a lot of criticisms about the Wii U and 3DS store, but they were better than what we have on the Switch, and it's really baffling as to why we don't have anything at least of that quality. It's just very... Yeah, yeah it's the, just the Wii U eShop, as outdated as the design looks, it's pretty much... It, it does exactly what it needs to. Everything, it was sort of fully functional. It, yeah, and the Switch eShop, as of last week, is over 100 items. And how many and of, like, a whole bunch of them you wouldn't be able to get to unless you, like, knew what it was and searched for it, pretty much. Yeah, well, if like it's today, not in the charts, um, if it's not in recent releases, it's not there. You have to know to search for it. Like today, um, Astro... Oh, what, what's, the, what's the full title called? Astro Deluxe or something? Astro Jewel Deluxe. Uh, yeah, Astro Jewel Deluxe. Um, that went on sale, so I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go pick that up. But then it's like, I by the time I got to the eShop, I kind of forgot what the name was. Um, so then I'm yeah. just scrolling through it, looking for the icon that'll remind me of it. And I'm like, that's kind of, you know, it'd be great if there was like, hey, a sale section for the one thing on sale at the moment. Um, it, yeah. I think well, what's happened is is this was only meant to be a temporary thing, but somewhere on the line they're like, oh yeah, you know what, it's good enough, we'll, we'll leave it. It's like, no. Yeah, it performs its function at the bare minimum, but not... I'd argue that it doesn't sell you things, if that makes sense. No, it's it's like a really crummy store that like doesn't have customer service and you kind of have to know what you're looking for. It's, I don't know. Yeah, well, the front page only shows 24. I just counted. That's... Not even a a quarter anymore of yeah. the shop games. It's it just needs to change and it needs to change soon. We we had that charts thing added and that helps. And the other problem is is the uh, coming soon section. More than half of the games listed on there are TBC. So for all I know, there have been more games added to that section, and it's just full. Yeah, because it just seems to, like, anything that's beyond the first 20 or however many stay on there just kind of get pushed aside. Yeah, I think it's, like, 24, so it's the same as the front page. Oh, yeah. Um, because we were all worried that Binding of Isaac got removed from our eShop, and it didn't. It got pushed off. So it's still there. It just might as well not be because you have to search for it. <laughs> I don't think you can even search for it. I've got to add it added to my wish list so I can still uh. find it that way. But ugh, it's bad. And then this whole PayPal thing that happened today, Australia still doesn't have it. Oh, so you checked and we still, even after Europe got confirmed, we still don't have it? Nope. <sighs> so no communication on why. I, I don't see why PayPal has to 
is that big of a deal? It does seem weird because that's the fact that it's in Europe but not here. Like we're kind of not exactly the same, but we're roughly the same as far as the eShop goes. We're managed by Nintendo of Europe. Hmm. Um, when it comes to like the big decisions and things like the eShop, where we come under Europe, they pretty much tell because Nintendo of Australia is pretty much as, as they described it to me as a glorified distribution center. <laughs> they do a they, good job, but yeah, oh, they do a great so job. Much, only so much they can do with the eShop, it seems. Yeah, I don't think they have any control over the eShop. I think that's all up to Europe, and Europe just. Forget about us a lot. Just a small market, which kind of sucks for us. Tiny market, yeah. What the absolute worst part of it is? Mm -hmm. There's no music. Where's where's my download store theme that you know will just haunt me forever while I'm navigating that store? We just wanted to make the experience simpler, so you can use your smart device to play music. (laughs) Yeah, just like you know. The Wii Shop channel theme and just how that would... It had personality and character. Because yes. mm. it needed it because of how long that store took to load and when you try to scroll <laughs> through items to sort for stuff. Yeah, but I'd argue it kind of ties into Nintendo's effort to make games and function be the primary thing of the Switch. Is that there's there's no bells or whistles on anything that it does. It just does things. But... That I, I question, thinking does not apply to the eShop. Yeah, I question that thinking because, yeah, A, it seems like the eShop, it shouldn't really apply to that because it's really to the console's detriment. And I don't know, if if they're saying that, oh, we just want to make it about the games, I kind of read through read between the lines there and say we haven't, we just haven't had time or effort to make it anything else. So, like, I don't know, PS4 is all about the games. It's for the players, but you can still stream Netflix on it, like, it's a device. It should have other apps. Yeah. It's just... I was having a blast just browsing through the PlayStation Store on my PS4. That's how it should be if they want you to buy things. It should be enjoyable to browse because that's how you buy things you don't need. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Over 100 games already. Like that. That's insane. Considering... This is a Nintendo console, mm. and it's not even the holiday period. But Nintendo has no games, and it's only Nintendo games. And there's no third-party stuff on it. I reckon they've been hearing that Who just so got long, in the and they actually convinced themselves, and that's why the eShop is the way I it is. I tell you what, we've got plenty of third-party games. We've got Room into the Night Sky. We've got we've Troll and I. <laughs> Skyride. We've got all the great games. <laughs> Well, um, is all the <laughs> ru- all the rubbish you want to play, like you know, Sonic Mania, and you know, have you said my, your piece uh, about the eShop? <laughs> my last thing is that I want that web-based store, like every other region has. I feel like that just... would almost like solve most of the problems. Like it would still be... mean that the actual on-console experience is not as good as it should be, but. It would also mean that you have more than that as an option, so it kind of helps. It's a lot easier to browse and make doing the weekly updates so much simpler for me. <laughs> really, this whole segment has been the eShop updates are really annoying to do. Please fix it, Nintendo. <laughs> it's not just that. It's because I'm on there so much, all of these glaring problems. I mean, 
I've had discussions on Twitter with other people who totally agree. It's just, it's function. It's size has outgrown its function. Yeah, absolutely. It needs to improve with the size. And I don't think Nintendo anticipated it growing this quickly. That could be a reason, but surely they should have had a contingency. It's just kind of boring. Like I don't browse the store because it's functionally not all there. So why would I? But I guess you have a, a reason to do it. So have a bit more insight into how annoying it is. Yeah, just I, I feel like if I just mutter under my breath, nothing will change. But if I get on a soapbox here and complain, <laughs> yes, get we people are talking. This wonderful platform. But cool. yeah, that's all I have to whinge about. Well, that's the the fortnightly grumble brought to you by Grumbles. Um, and with that, we'll take a quick break because apparently something went wrong at Daniel's end. So, beep, 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 technical difficulties. Yahoo! Hey, so technical difficulties have been fixed and sorted out, I think, I hope. Um, so, after that big old grumble sesh... I'm going to have a big happy sesh because Sonic Mania is exactly as good as I hoped it would be. Um, Daniel thinks it's bad, but he has bad opinions. Um, do you have opinions, Troy? I'm not sure if I'm just going to be monologuing. I like Codename Steam. <laughs> I have the best opinions. Hmm. But Troy, opinions or uh, have you not played it? <laughs> I have played it. Um. Do you have like I, context I, of like I, the older games or are you coming to it, coming to it fresh? A little or? Okay. A little, but not... I don't have the nostalgic thing. I didn't grow up with Sega at all. It was pure Nintendo for me. And this whole time, I was led to believe that Sonic is all about going fast. Oh, that's a very annoying thing. (laughs) So I went into Sonic Mania and got frustrated very quickly because the game kept on forcing me to slow down. Because if you go fast, you run into spikes or springs or enemies or the whole the bottom floor. Or there's like tedious platforming. Hmm. It. Now that people have kind of gone, no, whoever told you that is stupid. (laughs) And it's like, well, his name is Sonic. Anyway, it's like Mario's name is Jumpman. Sonic says you. But I hate whenever Mario has to jump. It's. (laughs) I'm starting to appreciate it. And enjoy it. It's still frustrating. It's not a game that really holds your hand. It It's fun. Once you kind of figure out how to play it. Because it doesn't really tell you how. I think it's a game kind of similar to mainly Sonic 2 and 3. I didn't really play CD much, so I can't really compare. But, like, the, the thing that I think this gets right the most is that it's it gets better the better you know the levels the more you can sort of understand where you can build up speed to get up to different areas like the most sonic yeah. levels will have like a top middle and bottom sort of section depending on how explorative you can be and yeah sort of once you know the layout of stuff and you can start experimenting going on different tracks at different times it's 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 just really rewarding. You can find cool things and have fun going fast, but you use that going fast to access new areas. So it's like not just a roller coaster like the three D Sonics kind of have been. Yeah, and I think that was a, a really big misconception on my behalf of just this game wants you to move quickly between segments, and the segments are meant to be slow and controlled. Yes, yeah, I think that's a good way of thinking of it. I think, I don't know, even 
even like Sega themselves kind of lost track of what made the Sonic games interesting. It's kind of telling that the probably only decent Sonic game, I mean, Rush games were fine, but um, what, let's say one of the best Sonic games in the last couple of decades was made by someone who is not like a Sega employee, who is someone who like built an engine so that Sonic fan games could be made and therefore knows exactly how Sonic sort of Mega Drive era worked. And yeah, they were able to organize and create levels around that same kind of theme, but make them even better than they were in the past. It's really cool. Yeah. And the presentation is top notch. Like, oh, yes. The, the menus, the music, just everything, the animations. It all feels like a logical progression from Sonic 3 and Sonic CD. Like, if you compare it to, say, Sonic 4, which I would like to forget existed, but it's just so obvious how they this game feels like a game that would have logically come next after the Mega Drive games. But like, it it, it probably looks like a lost uh, Sega Saturn game. If if you told someone that and they didn't know better, you could they'd probably believe you. Um, yeah, like the engine's really great. It's you know consistent sixty FPS, except apparently in some uh, like social stage sections on the Switch. But I didn't really notice, honestly. Um, it's yeah. so fluid too. Mm. Like there, there are. I, I don't know if it was like this in the originals, but there are parts where like Sonic is running around the inside of a barrel, mm, like yes. in the flying battery zone, and it yep. just it feels like it's a, almost like a three D game. Like there's a physics engine involved. Well, it just feels right. Yeah, and no, I mean, there is kind of a physics engine. Like it was, I think that was what set it apart from a lot of games back in the Mega Drive era. Is that it actually had momentum compared to other ones, and that's sort of part of why yeah. it felt so good. But yeah, definitely the. I think the animation fluidity is really helped by the fact that it's not a you know held back by the color palette of a Mega Drive, and B held back by the memory capacity of a mega drive so they can have more variations of sprites as he say smoothly animates around a loop or inside the sort of barrelly things in flying battery there's just it feels better rather than the uh sprite kind of i don't know going between different states kind of stodgily yeah but there are times where it feels like the game does want you to go fast and then it will punish you for doing that and that kind of feels cheap and frustrating because it does kind of rely on you knowing the layout of a level yeah i do i do kind of understand what you're getting at there it's um i don't know i feel like it can be cheap at times but it's really really lenient with if you goof up you you lose all your rings but you only need to collect one more ring and you're back to the same sort of game state you were beforehand like you still got one extra hit before you die so it's yeah pretty, pretty lenient in that way it's I don't know. If if you are concerned about losing, you know, a big heap of rings that you've um that you've picked up, that's probably going to be an issue if you lose them. But you kind of have to let go of that mindset and just just go with the flow, man. Just get another ring. And yeah, I've stopped paying attention to that. As long as I've got one, I'm fine. Because yes. there is so many times where it's like, oh, I just finished a section, so now I'm going to run fast. Oh, and now I'm crushed under a thing. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That. Those are some uh, somewhat frustrating parts where they'll be moving parts of a level. And this was the same back in the old Mega Drive games, but you'll sort of get crushed between level elements. And regardless of how many rings you have, it's just, boom, you're dead. It's like, yeah. oh, whoops. It's happened like two or three times to me and it just felt like I had no control over the situation. It, it's, and it's always it's when just... you're sort of moving so fast that you couldn't really see it coming either. 
yeah, you just decide I'm going to start running fast a little bit and you just, you've gone too fast for a little bit too long. But that said, the, yeah. um, the checkpoints are really, really common. So you're never losing more than like 20 seconds worth of progress. So it's not really, it doesn't really yeah, it's not make the game, game annoying. It's not game ending or anything. It's just, yeah. there are moments, I guess, because I'm not used to the franchise. There are just moments. And I have the, now that I'm thinking about it, I have the same moments in Mario games sometimes where it just feels like the game wanted me to do one thing and that one thing got me killed because I have to do it a different way. Mm, you have to kind of know what you were supposed to have done and it wasn't really communicated to you necessarily. Yeah, it's like a, a hindsight type of thing. Yeah. Which I'm not a huge fan of. I I know it was a big thing of like a lot of retro games. It's just uh, you're dead now. Uh, you have to figure out why when you get up to this part of the game again. And try it differently. Yeah, and that sort of game design thinking doesn't really hold up anymore. I think it's it's still kind of relevant, that kind of idea with Sonic Mania and the Sonic Mega Drive games, but it's it almost lets you choose your own difficulty in a way. Like if you stay at the you know, the lower areas and just sort of hold right, basically, then you'll usually be able to get to the end without too much trouble, just sort of dodging reasonably easy enemies and obstacles and stuff. But when you're you know, up in the higher levels, it's usually a bit more... It requires a bit more skill to get there and is a bit more challenging to, to keep going, but it's kind of more enjoyable in that side as well. So it's... I don't know. It's, it's one of those games that lets you choose your difficulty without it being a menu option, which I really appreciate. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like it's holding on to a lot of these old-school game design things that don't quite hold up anymore, but it doesn't punish you for nearly, doesn't punish you nearly as hard for Yeah. Me. Like the worst, worst, worst that can happen is if you die enough times to get a game over, you go back to the first act of that level. But like, yeah, it's, and that's it's, actually not that bad. No, it's, <laughs> it's not too bad. And like, you know, levels can take at most 10 minutes, usually half that. So it's, and each time you play it, you're getting a little bit more mastery of that early level and therefore learning it and, and the nature it of the game more. wants you to replay it anyway absolutely so, yeah i think so my perspective on like dying and getting game over is probably skewed by the fact that sonic 2 if you got game over it would just reboot the game and you'd start from the very start again so anything better than that is heaven to me but i'm just i don't know used to yeah. horrible things well I grew up on Mario, which pretty much does the same thing True. in the original NES games. It's just game over. Well, play the entire game again. And Mario there's no other way to play select. it. It's yeah. just be better. <laughs> just get good, Whereas, mate. Yeah. Whereas I think at least Sonic is like, well, that path didn't work out so well. Try a different one. Yeah. Worst case, here's another three lives. Try again and we'll give you another chance to get better. Yeah. And you- and yeah, as you were saying, it definitely does encourage you to play it again. You'll get get to the end and you'll probably have noticed that you pick up all these Chaos Emeralds as you go through the special stages. And if you don't have them all, then Dr. Robotnik Eggman at the end says, ha ha ha, you don't have all the, the Emeralds. You better get them and give it another go. So I did, and it's still fun. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think, I don't know, some of my favorite parts have been the music and the not really remade, but kind of elements of the. What are you laughing about, you goofball? Um, 
just sort of it has a lot of elements from the older games that while aren't they're not like necessary to enjoy the game but they really just made me smile like there were some little I don't want to give give away too much because it was such a joy to to see it for the first time like there are some bosses that are just like oh man that's super cool and I don't know there were certain even just little sound effects like stuff that goes back to like the master system version of Sonic which I feel is a very niche and weird thing that a lot of people don't even know exists but it just gave me a little bit of a happy and a happy feeling when the sound effects popped out i'm like haha i know what that is that's a reference i understand um but yeah sonic mania i love it it's it's exactly what i've wanted out of a sonic game for like 15 years and i really 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 hope that the success of this game tells sega that hey you have this new engine you have sonic 1 2 cd and 3 in this engine sure would be cool to throw that on the switch hey i don't want to play it on my phone please put it on the switch sega um question steven is is this sort of like is this all sonic can be though like i I would argue i mean you know we're in a different era now where it's okay to have this sort of like high budget well you know semi-high budget downloadable titles like sonic or whatever but it's like to be looked at as a main success it's like i feel like that's the exact kind of outlook that made sonic kind of go crappy in the first place like not everything can have the metroid mario transition to 3d and i feel like sonic is one of those i don't know the same as same as Mega Man, kind of like that that never kind of yeah sort of these games really trade on their simplicity of only having to move on two axes and when you add a third in it just overcomplicates it and necessitates a lock-on jump and you just lose what was good about it in the first place so, I mean, even like, like Lost World, that couldn't have been a good game. Pretty much, yeah. That, I don't know, it's... I didn't play Lost World at all, so I can't really comment on it. But from everything I've seen, it didn't look like something I really wanted to play in the first place. Well, I was just going to say that it feels like Sonic Mania is... It's a really good celebration of what makes Sonic Sonic to begin with. Hmm. Like, it, it totally understands why people like it. And it and it's a sort of celebration of the character and the franchise and the mechanics, which seems to be a common thing among video games lately, is taking a game franchise and kind of distilling it down to a few core qualities and then building up from that. Yeah. Like Breath of the Wild. Working out exactly what worked about that originally and recontextualizing that into a game in 2017. Exactly. Or even like Resident Evil 7 kind of did the same now, think about it. Yeah. Well, it's in the name, isn't it? Resident Evil. It's about... (laughs) It basically means house bad. Bad house. (laughs) Evil home. I'm interested to see... see, Because given how well this has been received, I'm interested to see what happens with Sonic Forces. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still in two minds about Forces. I'll probably not buy this, not buy Forces the moment it comes out and wait for general opinions, but I don't know. We'll see. I I, I just don't think I, I enjoy 3D Sonic. It's just, it, the, the games are okay, like, but... It feels like it keeps that sort of edgy 90s thing and takes it too seriously. Yeah. Like original Sonic stuff. Always felt like it was very tongue-in-cheek, over-the-top attitude. And like, even Shadow the logo the for Sonic happened. Mania has that sort of Memphis design where it's just shapes and colors. Yeah, and that's very, like, reminiscent the of bill. the, like, Japanese yeah. Sonic covers Oh, then the stuff. other day. That's called um, Memphis design. 
Okay. Where it's okay. just, now we know. I mean, the, yeah. the only Sonic game I've liked has been Sonic um, and All-Star Races Transformed or whatever. I, I want a new one of them. That's please. a bit off. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think I have much more to say about Sonic Mania. I, I love it. I'm so happy it happened. It's a game that made by someone who understands why I like Sonic games. I'm going to keep playing it until 100% it and then probably buy it on PS4 again so I can play it in 4K one day. It's so good. I love this game. Yeah, as a typically anti-Sonic fan, I am enjoying this once I figured it out. Yeah, it, and- it's really interesting to me that this is sort of the first Sonic game. Like A lot of people weren't playing Sonic on the Mega Drive because either they were Nintendo people, not alive, not playing games, for whatever reason. But, like, if all you know of Sonic is everything from, like, adventure up until now, this is going to maybe finally communicate why I enjoy this franchise and why, I don't know, I feel bad when people are like, oh, Sonic's dumb, it was never good. It's like, yeah, it was if you'd played the good ones. Yeah, and I think just having that understanding, if you're listening to this and you're like, I hate Sonic, give this a shot and just try to get rid of any preconceptions that you have about the game because I went in with a certain mindset and went, what the hell, this is crap. And then people started schooling me and it's actually quite good as a platformer. I saw a tweet the other day. It was basically people are saying that they don't know how to play Sonic Mania and the answer is however you want as long as it's within 10 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So take your time. But not too much. I know it's Sonic, but... Yeah. <laughs> Take your Take time a bit. your time out of 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So I, I wait till it goes on sale. That's it's already okay. pretty cheap. Yeah, it's like 25 mm. bucks, which is... I mean, it was I instant not, buy for me. I am not want for games to play, though. And I mean, look, look, I have bought Sonic games. I've just not really... I bought... What was it? Lost Worlds. I've got Boom. The second one on 3DS. I've got Chronicles Dark Brotherhood. Uh, did you say, have you tried the, this is a weirdly off topic and we need to stop this very soon, um, but have you played the 3D Sonic, like, remastery thingies on the 3DS? Like the Sonic 1 and 2 oh, yeah. 3D yeah, thingies? Yeah, I've played them, yeah. Those are probably the best way to play Sonic 1 and 2 outside of an iPhone with a controller, so try them. Um, mm. Cool, so yeah, that's that's probably this episode, I think, which we sort of made it work eventually. Um, yeah, if you want to follow us i'm at steven impson troy is at stew review at stew review um daniel is at worth nintendo uh we all do fun things on a website called books.net it's like books but with a v um we've got a facebook we've got an instagram got a twitter got all the social things uh follow them if you want um but yeah otherwise thank you a whole bunch for listening um, and we'll catch you on the flip side, old buddies. Bye bye. Goodbye, ghouls and girls. Oh yeah, I forgot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>